Welcome to Spark, a podcast from the Southfall Institute. I'm your host, Jennifer Bauer-Lyons, the Executive Director. In this episode, we'll be talking to Jeff Hathcote about his artistry, ongoing projects, and the work he does in the South Fulton community and beyond. My name is Jeff Hathcote. Uh, I'm an actor here in Atlanta. Uh, after moving back home from New York City, I was uh, born and raised here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then got into theater like a lot of us do in, in high school and middle school and high school. And then um, st- uh, actually started uh, high school at Holy Innocence. But Holy Innocence as a school is kind of a sports factory. Like They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're very yeah. big on sports. sports so <laughs> by some weird like happenstance, um, one of my mom's coworkers had a very specific family relation to the dean of admissions at Pace Academy. Um, which at the time, I know they've kind of turned into a football school with the current headmaster, but at the time had a very uh, strong theater program. Mm-hmm. And much like uh, much like in sports, the Dean of Missions was, he was the head of the theater department as well. And so he kind of like recruited me nice. from Holy Innocence, <laughs> which wasn't the intention. It was just to go meet and talk to somebody sure. about theater. Um, yeah. And then I went over there and saw a show and they did and I'm assuming they still do fantastic productions that are crazy high budget. Um, I remember finding out this is back in like 2007 when we did Chicago that the budget for our show was a hundred thousand dollars. Wow! <laughs> yeah, go those high school uh, theater programs, right? Uh, <laughs> booster club, not just for football right, but for right, theater, um, right. which was so wild. But when you look back um, I, with all the production elements and stuff, it it was not surprising that that was the figure because I remember. Before a tech rehearsal, I was talking to one of the musicians and he's uh, playing the mandolin or the banjo or whatever. And he's like, God, I love that. And I was like, oh, yeah. And, you know, you know do you, this first time you played first played on Chicago, he's like, no, I was, I was in the original orchestra. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> so we have like real, oh, my God, people <laughs> that have been doing this. Awesome. Yeah. So it was it was a cool experience to sort of get exposed to something that felt mm-hmm. very big, very young. And then that was through that high school uh, program I got I just fell in love with acting and then wanted to do uh, wanted to do it for real and so uh, my parents were very uh, encouraging Um, Patty Siegel who's the head of arts ATL Mm -hmm. uh, has always had a soft spot for the arts my stepdad who he's a photographer Mm -hmm. um, and is got work showcased in museums all over the south Uh, we're an arts family and so Mm -hmm. it wasn't um, crazy to them that I wanted to (laughs) <laughs> go into the arts and so uh, I did a um, a summer program uh, in high school between my junior and senior year at Boston University where I fell in love with that program and mm-hmm. conservatory style training and said this is where I want to go and by a twist of college application fate I got into my number one choice Boston University and my last choice which was Florida State good school uh, <laughs> but school. Uh, but you know, nothing against Florida state, but it was just, I wanted to get out of the South and go Mm -hmm. somewhere, uh, elsewhere and, um, loved Boston university. And, um, from there immediately went to New York. Mm -hmm. I did the New York dance for about eight years. Um, got to do a lot of wonderful things. Uh, uh, Williamstown theater festival is not New York, but it's in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And I was lucky enough to, well, I, I got into the apprentice program, paid to be there, whatever, but was lucky enough during that time. Um, I got very lucky and was cast in everything I auditioned for, um, which did not happen to, it happened about 
25 of us out of all the apprentices and i just was like oh my god i like i won the lottery um and so i got to perform in front of a lot of people that uh, also lived in new york and so when i went back to new york after that summer my network had exploded and it, it helped me book work semi-consistently um and at a certain point this wasn't because of Williamstown, but I ended up doing Shakespeare in the Park mm-hmm. and got to do uh, stuff with the public and you know, ha- ha- got to do a lot of like bucket list items in New York, but uh, frankly got tired of being poor and uh, <laughs> living not just paycheck to paycheck, but like rewards points right. to rewards points. points. I mean, it was yeah. like, yeah, because there, there was a few times where it was like, okay, well, I don't have enough money to like buy food, but I've got Starbucks points so I can eat breakfast tomorrow. And wow. <laughs> yeah, like, and that, and that was definitely like being young and frivolous sure. with money and not being smart, but, um, you know, being young and broke in New York was a blast. Uh, but after a certain point, you're like, all right, this isn't quite as sexy as I want it to be. <laughs> um, and started to really think about what did I want my career to look like and how could I make that happen? Um, and being from Atlanta and visiting so much, I knew that Atlanta was starting to blossom mm-hmm. into this. Mm-hmm not just arts town but tv and film town and the theater community was starting to really blossom and thrive not that it wasn't when i was younger um but it just has really i don't know taking huge leaps in in my time so what have you found to be different since you've been since you've been back uh i you know it's funny because when i was growing up here and said i wanted to be an actor you know people didn't really get it they, mm-hmm. Their response to that was like, oh, you want to be famous? And I was like, no, I just want to work. And that there's still elements of that, uh, but people do get it more now that Atlanta has kind of grown up a little bit, um, especially in the arts and with TV and Marvel and Tyler Perry and you know all the names we always hear mm-hmm. that are here mm-hmm. now, like Walking Dead and Stranger Things and all that stuff. Um, people are now sort of you know, non-actor or arts folks are starting to go, oh yeah, that is that is a job. Because when I went to college in Boston, for example, I had a roommate who had nothing to do with the arts, but he was from New York. Mm-hmm. He's like, so bro, you know, what, what's your major? And I'm like, almost kind of flinching, being like, acting, like waiting for like, what? You know, but he was like, oh, that's so cool. Right. And I'm like, where <laughs> am I? What is going on? Um, but, and so in moving back there, there are a lot of just like, oh yeah, I remember this uh, from growing up, but people starting to sort of understand like what it is that mm-hmm. I do, uh, you know, as an actor, and it's not. Do you want to be famous? It's you know, <laughs> I want to work. I mean, yes, there are fame is a byproduct of working a lot, um, sure. but that I don't want to. I don't aspire to be like mobbed walking down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if anything, I would love to be what I refer to as a that guy, mm-hmm. where whether it's your grandma or your dad or like whatever, they'll see my picture and go, "Oh yeah, that guy. I mm-hmm. saw him in the um, yeah." And hey. <laughs> one of those things. So the people like would, you know, that sure. that level of fame is fine. I like sure. but I just, you know, want to work and specifically with how many different things, you know, you can do as an actor, whether it's voice acting or stage acting or TV or film or whatever. Um, just having sort of a consistent schedule mm-hmm. <laughs> of mm-hmm. of work uh, is, you know, really I feel like everybody's goal. But yeah, that, that is tough. Right. And, and you know. what are you finding? Are you finding more theater jobs coming up, or is it t- TV? Uh, is it film? Is it the is it the voice acting? Like, what are you finding is popping up more for you right now? So, an interesting that's that's interesting because I uh, recently, it's just so close that right. like you know, right. and so 
coming here, my ultimate goal, yes, which I've now sort of taken, at, taken serious steps now to focus more on booking TV commercial voiceover, uh, you know, non-live stuff. Um, but when I first got here, you know, it was just like, let's book what I know and do theater. And that's, mm -hmm. and I had already had an in with um, synchronicity with mm -hmm. Rachel May. Because mm -hmm. um, my mom had been, had like, had been on their board and done like an adopt a show thing where she sort of helped see how the show gets made. And now she has used those learning experiences to become a producer and, and start mounting like her own stuff. Um, but, uh, but anyway, and then the pandemic hit. And so it was kind of, I had about a year and a half of doing theater and build and building the network here. And then, oh, we all had to go inside for two years and all of that kind of went back to zero uh, and coming out had to sort of start over. And that's been an interesting experience and starting over, like stepping right back into it. Um, it's been more of a mix of theater and voiceover work actually because i mean i guess with the pandemic you know we're all stuck inside so that's right. the easier stuff to get um but luckily yeah I, I, through a lot of just you know zoom readings and working with organizations in town i was able to get in in front of some folks who are like i like the way you sound do you do voiceover work and um this guy that i became friends with steve halpern he's a computer programmer and then wanted me to be the voice of his flight simulator that he uh, just recently finished developing, which was which is really cool, and I had never booked anything like that before. But in terms of slowly getting away from theater and more into film and TV, that's been the goal and sort of the start of that process uh, was was this year. And that's and what's funny is as soon as I decided to like not not leave theater, but uh, focus less on theater, all of a sudden. Like, oh, now I'm producing, and then I run into you guys, and then end up doing readings here, and and you know, I love it. And it's like, oh wow, okay, like it's nice to you know get get the call when I'm not asking for it. Right. Um, so speaking of producing, yeah. tell us about um, the Untethered Theater yeah. Project. Yeah. So Untethered Theater Project was founded by um, my mom, Patty Siegel, uh, head of arts ATL, Clifton Gutterman, who does uh, TV and film casting at Big Picture Casting, and then uh, a wonderful actress named uh, Courtney Moores, uh, who got who's recently got married, so Courtney Moores Hornick. Um, Courtney had a baby, so she peeled off uh, and left it to uh, myself, uh, Patty, and Clifton. And uh, last year, we produced three readings. We did a reading series, and it was just the four of us putting a pile of plays into a spreadsheet and going, well, which ones do we like? And tried to find stuff that we hadn't seen here. Mm -hmm. um, and then our mission was really about, Atlanta has a mountain of talent that we have felt doesn't get seen as often as we would right. like. That there, there are wonderful actors in this town that make up a lot of the casting that go, goes up right now. And there's a lot of wonderful actors in this town that I think I feel and we feel maybe getting overlooked. Right. And we wanted to give them an opportunity to perform mm -hmm. and to give them a credit to invite people to and get exposure and keep exposing just the, the wealth of talent that, it, that is here. And so we started with uh, the play Inspector Calls. And we, and we also... Uh, cast actors who were well known like in mm -hmm. that production or that reading there was alan edwards who's right. about yeah. to be uh he's in the humans at uh mm -hmm. at theatrical outfit 
anyway, and so we did the inspector calls, and then after that, uh, Clifton directed uh, a reading of A Great Wilderness, uh, and then after that, we finished with a production of Thirst, which was directed by Miss uh, mm -hmm. Parker, who right. uh, just finished directing me here at uh, South Fulton for Clyde. And so in less than a month, on June 26th, uh, we have our reading, Untethered Theater Project's reading of The Birds, which I will also be in, playing Tierney, who is a uh, sort of doomsday prepper. And it, it is, yes, it's The Birds, uh, like Alfred Hitchcock, uh, but he apparently... I haven't read the short story, but deviated from the short story, whereas this play is much more uh, true to the original mm -hmm. short story, um, which I'm very excited about. We've uh, we're only doing one reading this year, and uh, we're trying to you know put as much into it as we can. We'll be more of a set, and um, we'll be over at the uh, Synchronicity Annex, uh, okay. June 26. Tickets are uh, available right now. Uh, if you go onto Instagram and look up my name, Jeff Hathcoat. You can click on my bio and there are tickets for the event bright um, or you can go to uh, my mom's page patty siegel or clifton's page clifton gutterman we have been doing a marketing campaign and every post there's a a, a link to uh, reserve tickets uh, limited seating there's only 35 seats uh, so act fast mm -hmm. um, last year we sold out every single show um, which was amazing uh, and we were very very lucky uh, that that happened um, but that, yeah, that's what's coming up next for me. And um, after that, there are some things that I can't quite talk about yet because um, we, we haven't we haven't announced. But, um, sure. but I can say that uh, me and my mom are taking theater to uh, Alabama um, to uh, do some some literal outreach. We're bringing theater to rural areas and um, including some educational components to it. Um, but we'll be announcing more of that as details get solidified and grant money comes in and. All that stuff, I'm sure yes. you're very well <laughs> versed in trying to find. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. Well, um, it sounds like you've got a lot going on. Yeah. Um, before we close out, sure. I always like to ask what words of wisdom do for our audience. <laughs> so words of wisdom, before we record, before we started recording, uh, it could be anything, it but I was, anything. Uh, <laughs> uh, in the anything column, drink more water, period. Um, <laughs> I, I need to do that myself. But uh uh, in the uh, industry world, something that I'm trying to be better about uh, is go to things, go see things. Um, honestly, the only reason I'm sitting here right now is because I went to a South Fulton reading. Um, and uh, total transparency is because Clifton was directing actually an Isaiah who was in a reading that mm -hmm. I produced of Thirst, directed by Parker, uh, who eventually directed both of us at Clyde. The, uh, that he was in that. So Clifton directed it, Isaiah was in it. and we obviously wanted to go support, support them, and then sure. I had only known your name through emails. Um, and so we finally uh, met and then um, I was not expecting uh, any kind of uh, reach out from you guys, but was thankful that you mm -hmm. said that you were still looking for someone for Clyde. And so anyway, that is all to say that that would not have happened if I hadn't just gone mm -hmm. to see a show. And um, same sort of thing happened to me when I went to go see a performance at Stave Dance. Um, Tanache uh, Bolden at uh, mm -hmm. Alliance was there and she and I connected and got me in the room with Jody for their general auditions mm -hmm. and going to see stuff at, um, at Theatrical Outfit. I've gotten close with Matt Torney and Adaye mm -hmm. and Adaye Moon and uh, you know just being able to go to those shows and meet those people. Yes, I know we all like networking or whatever, but it, it, it truly is just kind of actively being a part of your community and that relationship building piece. Yeah. 
And, you know, a lot of things that actors say is like, oh, I just can't get seen by whatever theater because they're not calling me in for an audition. It's, it's kind of dawning on me now that like, okay, there's different ways of getting seen and quote yes. unquote being seen. Yes, um, absolutely. And just proving to people that you're, you know, a good hang and you know, mm -hmm. a fun person to be around. Um, and that would be my biggest sort of uh, piece of advice that I'm myself trying to hold myself accountable to is go see more stuff at if there's a theater you want to work for or an organization you want to work with, find what they're doing, just go. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, there'll always be an industry night or you'll, you got it. You've got to know somebody in town. You need to get tickets. Somebody will help you somebody go see something. Go see it, so, yes. and especially on opening night, because that's when everybody's there. So, Absolutely. so yeah. Well, that is great yeah. advice. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check back on June 21st for our next episode, where we'll be talking with Alex Acosta, the Executive Director of Soul Food Cipher. In the meantime, you can keep up with us on Instagram at South Fulton Institute or visit us on our website at www.southfultoninstitute.org. We'd like to thank our generous sponsors, the Community Foundation of Greater Atlanta Metropolitan Atlanta Arts Fund, the City of Atlanta Office of Cultural Affairs, the National Endowment for the Arts, Fulton County Arts and Culture, and the Georgia Council for the Arts.